y'all. Welcome to the Heal Your Life With Us podcast. I am your host, Kaylin. And I am Chrissy. And we're ready to get healing. I'm ready. Let's go. We are extra, extra excited today because two Enneagram nerds are on the podcast today talking about the Enneagram. So exciting. This is like my favorite day ever. We bumped all the other podcasts to talk about the Enneagram because it's that important to us. It's so important. And we wanted to like bring in the new year. Like we were like, we're going to ring out the new year with something that we love and are passionate about and talk about every single day. And completely nerds about, I'm not going to lie. It is technically a personality test. However, it is such a high level personality test that it infiltrates every area of your life, your work, your relationships, your inner healing. I think honestly, if I didn't have this, I'm not sure I would really be where I am with my healing journey. What about you? I don't. Yeah, because we, we learned the negatives of our number and we learned that those negatives can come, they can control your life. So yes. we're turning our negatives into positives and we're trying to work on our negatives. That's the whole thing is like you hear the Enneagram and it is a combination of your strengths, your weaknesses, your entire personality and the way that you deal with life, your the way you deal with relationships, money, like everything. And so if you're like me, I don't know how to navigate myself and figure out myself. I'm like, for some reason, I'm in my own way or something. Like I'm blocked when it comes. I mean, I know how I am. I think I know how I am, but this is deeper than that. This is truly, truly learning about how you deal with everything in life through what you're born with, when you were born. And I don't know, the stars, how do they even get it? What's the guy's name? I, um, that's a quiz question. Don't like quizzes on the spot. <laughs> okay. Some dude, some dude made the Enneagram and we like, know his name and we forgot. Shoot. Uh, well, we'll look it up. We'll, we'll, I promise we know, but it's important. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. well, yes, somebody, a man invented it, created it and it's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to review them. We're going to talk about our numbers and our wings, and then we're going to talk about how that incorporates in the healing journey and how you can get your own test and um, your family too, because that's important. Yes. All right. So there are nine. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's, let's do it. So I'm going to do one. Cause I am yeah. a one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll start with Enneagram number one. We are also called the perfectionists. And, um, let me tell you, I actually love being a one, but there are times where I'm battling myself because it's hard to be a one. Okay. We want everything in life to be perfect. We want justice for all. We, there's, there's a right and a wrong way. Um, we have the worst inner critic, the worst, we are the hardest on ourselves. And so we battle that every day. Um, it's not perfect enough. I have to redo it. I don't like it. Everyone loves it. I don't like it. Doesn't come out of it. There's my inner critic. So we um we're the perfectionists at heart. Yep. Detailed, organized, 
clean, always put together. They are the ones that hold things together. I mean, the rock. We are the glue. We're the the glue. glue. Yeah. Yeah. I love ones. They're my favorite people. Yeah. Um, so two is the helper, the caregiver, the person that puts other people in front of themselves. They love to care for pets and people and the the home. And a lot of them are nurses or maybe chiropractors, or they give away their love and energy to other people. Um, And a lot of people feel, the thing I notice the most is that the twos don't like the Enneagram. (laughs) Hate it. They hate it. (laughs) They don't like that they're a two. Uh, They see the weakness there, whatever it is. And I think there's something about that, that just is like, they want to be, I'm not sure what it is, stronger or something. And there's a weakness in in that. But I think that that's an amazing quality to care for other people. Well, where would we be without those people? That's right. And their biggest thing to work on is making sure that they try to put themselves first sometimes. Very hard for them. You know, I think it's a little bit hard to also commit to things because they want to care so much about everything and save all the things that it's hard to follow through. So that's, that's also a two quality. Yes. Uh, Number three. three. Number three is the achiever. So these guys, um, they love the ladder. They love to climb the ladder. So if they're, they love corporate jobs where there's, you know, a position they enter and they can climb all the way up to the top. They love competitions. They love winning. They love anything that has to do with climbing higher. They also really, 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 really love lists but they never, they check things off their list and then they add 17 more. They check seven off and they add 45 more. It's never enough. Never enough. Never Never enough. enough. I think the hardest thing that achievers um, have to work on is that they have to not expect achievement out of everyone in their lives. And that's hard for us. That's hard for a three. Also when they fail. If they don't win the top, 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 or they don't get what they want and consider it a win, it's the end of the world. It Mm -hmm. is, losses and failures are it for threes. It's like, okay, what's next? What can I win? How can I do this better? I'm putting it on myself that I'm the failure. And um, honestly, they don't halfway do things. Like it is all in for an achiever. They put every ounce of their strength, their passion, their energy into something, and that can be draining. So the three is, is I think a lot of athletes are threes, CEOs are threes, presidents, stuff like that. So going right to the top, going to the top, all the way, all the way. Okay. Four, four is our creative romantic, our moody poets, our musicians, the people that fall in love with everything and are heartbroken about everything. They have the deep feels and the romantic love affair with life. Everything is just like, I want to be creative and passionate. I want to save the world. And I want to also lay down and take nine naps because I'm depressed. (laughs) And, you know, they, their problem is that they sink so far into their feels that they are, can't get out, but they're just like drowning in their emotions and they want to 
write and play music and create. And it's just never enough to satisfy those emotions. And yeah. it can get really dark for a four, but they're also a wildly creative. So they can create the most amazing things, you know, like artworks that famous people, I think, you know, even um, Da Vinci and, uh, or not Da Vinci, Leonardo, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't really know who, who, who's who, but I know that big famous artists were, um, Van Gogh, I believe is a four. So creatives, but it could be to a fault if they get in the dark place. Yes. So. They have to remember to pull themselves back out of that dark place. That's their hardest thing to do. I yeah. think they struggle a little bit with relationships as well. They it's do. Hard. It's hard because they, you know, tend to waver so much with those emotions. Mm -hmm. So, Yes. All right. Number five, love fives. They're the investigators and, um, they are very, I would say out of all the numbers, they're recluse. Okay. They're number fives are ones that want to live in a, in the woods, in a cabin by themselves and be it, it, like covered in research papers. They just want to like absorb all of the information about life that there possibly could be, but they don't want to do it around people. <laughs> seriously they're, they're like the detective they're detectives they love information they love research um and they can be they can go out amongst people but they tend to love to spend time all, like by themselves recluse yeah books, or with their loved ones books research they live in that technical space of learning all the time very highly analytical yep yeah. And sometimes that, that problem solving takes place of fun. Like they can't relax and cut loose and have fun because they're like, I have to research this project that I made That's up right. myself. <laughs> That's right. And they need to know everything about oh. it, the good, the bad, the ugly. They want to know everything about it. Semantics. Don't mess the semantics of the five. They will yep. get you every single time and hone in on those details. That's right. All right. So six. Six is the loyalist. Six is that loyal, loyal friend till the end, that die hard, just about everything. They're also, they also tiptoe on the line of like the caregiver, but they are just so strong with it that that is their number one strength. So if they decide something that's black and white with them, there's no gray area that it's it for life. That's why habits for a six are a really big thing because if they create that bad habit, that's it for life. And they really like put a lot of emphasis in their relationships. They are the loyal person and they expect that loyalty back. And so when they don't get it, it's like, you're done. Like I gave you one chance, you're out. So if you mess with a loyalist, that's, you better be nice to them because that's what they want. They expect it back. They have high expectations. Um, that's how they are. They are. And they also have problems trusting because they do have high expectations. So because they have that trouble trusting, they also think that um, something's wrong all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The world, the world we view. Yeah. Yeah. That usually the world's falling apart around yeah. a fix. Yeah. It's hard to kind of keep that balance between positive and negative with the loyalists because they're a realist and they see, you know, and they want security. And, yes. They love absolutely. security. So you you can see how some of these could be paired with different relationships. So we'll get into that. Uh -huh. Well, I'm going to let you do number seven because you oh, are thanks. seven and I'll do eight. <laughs> thanks. Cause that's me. Uh, seven, seven, as you can guess is, uh, the eternal optimist, uh, you know, really, truly the party 
fun oriented person uh, to a fault. They want constant fun, bored easily. Uh, they really want to always see the beauty in life. They they look at things and they go, oh, the sunset. Oh, look at the stars. Look at the beautiful flowers. Colors, colors, colors. And it is living in this awe that makes them hate the mundane. They hate the schedule things that are like every single day, all the things that you got to do to get there, the everything that's hard for you to do. They want, they're like, I don't understand why we're not out here having fun right now. Like I could be having way more fun than this. And that leads to things like addictions and the things that are not so good for you. So the downside of a seven is they get let down easily because they also think that everybody else wants to have fun. And that's not real life. Life is not always fun. And they also get addicted to things really easily. So you can get addicted to things like loving people that don't love you back or drugs and alcohol or things that, you know, bring you fun or whatever that definition means for you. And so being a seven, I know that my own challenges, my own like need to be doing something like spontaneity. I just want to go have adventures all the time, literally like, let's go. But also my body's like, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) So um, being a seven is simultaneously so much fun and so much heartbreak at the same time. And ones need sevens. Ones need sevens and sevens and ones. I need you to ground me and remind me that the mundane can be fun, that you can still add a little bit of fun in your boring and that you need to put the booze down. Because yeah. it's not that fun. Like you need to remind me of the things. Um, so. And you're you're the one who needs to take me on spont- spontaneous trips. Yeah. And just be like, drop everything. Your schedule is canceled today. Yep. We're going to go lay in the sun in our robes. Yep. Like you're just like, let's Great. just have fun. And ones are like, fun? What is that? Is that on oh, the yeah, schedule today? To have fun. I forgot about that. <laughs> No, dude, it's top of my mind every single morning. Like, what fun can I have today? Like, how can I make this more fun? Yes. So, and some people can't handle a seven. Like, it's a lot. Like, it is a lot. You know, the personality is high. It's aggressive. It's intense. And, you know, I walk into a room and I'm just like, I'm here. Like, let's go. And it's a lot for some people. So introverts may not quite get me. Yeah. Ones get you. Ones get you. We need you for sure. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, all right. So number eight, the challenger, and they have that name for a reason. They are the biggest and strongest Enneagram number that there possibly could be. Um, Enneagram eights. There is only a black and white thought process. There is not a gray area. They only want the black and white. They're like, there's no such thing as in between. They are also um, those people that walk into a room and everybody gets really quiet because <laughs> they're kind of scary. Intense energy. <laughs> but intense. They're very intense people. They are very passionate people. And if you have an eight in your corner, if you have an eight family member or an eight spouse or an eight child, that person will back you up and, and, and guide you through life and always be there for you for ever they will take a bullet for you they will take a bullet for you literally eights are like that but don't make them angry they will stand up to garbage men at 7 a.m they totally will they They won't take a gruff from nobody (laughs) they they love big too they have huge hearts so everything they do is big their personality is big 
their um their love is big and everyone can usually sense that all the other enneagram numbers yeah so yes i am married to an eight yeah you are <laughs> you know sevens and eights get along real well like really well um, yeah. you know that they, they challenge my fun and i am bring fun to their challenge it's a it's a good dy dynamic duo for sure it is um, yeah, because ones are also um, eights love justice, so they yeah. they're very justice oriented. There is like right and wrong is huge for them, yep. but that's also huge for a one. So I think that's why ones and eights really get a along really well because they both the whole their whole lives fight for justice for mm -hmm. everyone around them. So they they mesh well. Eights like adventure too. They're they're like, let's oh, go, sure. like, bring it on. Like, what else can I take on this life? Like, I got this, you know? Right. They got everything. But, yeah, basically. I got everything. <laughs> that's the that's the eight motto. I got everything. I got everything. I'm done. It's done. Uh, and last but not least is the nine, the rare nine. Uh, it is the peacemaker. So the one, the middleman, the one that literally just wants you to be happy. I'm wishy-washy. What do you want for dinner? I don't care. What do you want, honey? It's like the one that's just like, I'm appeasing. I'm accepting. I love you for you. I'm okay. I'm going to be right in the middle because I just want all this to be kosher. And I think a lot of it is just, a, again, you might find little bits of personality across the entire Enneagram scale, as I believe you should, but the nine is so far into the piece that it's like, I'm numb to it. Like I'm numb to, I can't really be truly happy. I can't really be truly angry. I'm just sort of in the middle of this because I don't want to care too much. Like it's the, to a fault of, you know, you really do need to have a little bit more fun or you really do should be a little bit angry about that. You know, they're really just like, are you okay? Like, I, like I'm okay right now. Are you, how's your energy? Like, let's, Let's just get balanced. And a peacemaker really needs to step outside of that that, that zone of like, I need to feel, you need to feel passionate about something. Like, what do you like? Well, I'm not really sure. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. It's like, make your mind up. <laughs> yeah. And they really hate conflict. Like oh, they just despise man. conflict because they can't really, they want everyone to be happy. Yeah. And if there's too much conflict in their life, their number one thing they will do is go nap. <laughs> that's all Nine, nines love naps because they can't handle the conflict makes so they sense. usually sleep it off yeah makes sense i mean nap a bath solves everything right so just to recap because i know it's a lot we just threw a lot of any at you okay so ready we got one the perfectionist two the caregiver three the achiever four the romantic five the investigator six, the loyalist, seven, the optimist, eight, the challenger and nine, the peacemaker. Now, if you're thinking in your head, like, oh my gosh, like I'm this, or I'm that you can find out yourself at the Enneagram Institute.com. I think it even is, yeah. or you could do it at Truity. It's Truity. Um, literally just Google Enneagram test, and then you'll get a little preview of your number and you can Google it across the Enneagram Institute. And you may say to yourself, I'm a little bit of a one or a little bit of a three or a little bit of a seven. That's because it is technically in this sort of star circle. It's not the pentagram. <laughs> don't yeah. worry. It's not the pentagram, but it looks kind of like it. People <laughs> get weirded out about it, but don't worry. 
<laughs> Nothing to do with the devil, I promise. <laughs> it's literally a circle and they have wings. So like as a seven, you'll have a wing across your circle or next to it wherever. And Christy, what are your wings? So my wings, your wings are two separate numbers. One, when you're a healthy one, you're going to go to become more of a seven. So you're going to take on seven qualities, which is like that fun, um, let loose kind of quality. And then if I'm in an unhealthy version of myself, which I'm just um, letting that inner critic really get me down, I'll go down to the bad side of a four which becomes cynical and uh, the emotions are high and I don't know like what to do, when to do it. And usually I kind of do know with being a perfectionist, like, you know what you want to do when you want to do it. So you'll have an unhealthy number and a healthy number. Yep. And mine are so seven base. And then I have a one when I'm healthy. So I'm up, I'm organized. My calendar is good. Like my, all my little things are in line. I'm scheduled. I'm going to sleep on time. Everything's in line. And then when I'm unhealthy, I go to a five, which is the investigator. And I get deep in those details and I research the things that are wrong. And I go into this sort of like negative space of like, I got to figure this out. I'm out of control and I need the, the tools to fix this. Yep. And the the research to fix it. So uh, you take on the bad qualities. Uh, like if someone were to have a seven win, wing, they would take on the addiction side. So there's there's little good and a little bad of each, just like humans. And you sort of fall into that with how healthy you are. And that brings us to sort of the health journey because we yeah. didn't really realize this until we were healing. Yes. And when we realized what number we were, we read so many books on the Enneagram and we listened to so many podcasts yeah. and we learned about what our good and our bad sides are so that we could learn to heal those bad sides or know when those bad sides were coming out and were showing their ugly face to us. I don't know about you, but I wanted to learn more about my bad sides than I did my good. I was like, right. oh yeah, seven, that makes sense. All right, I've been partying for 17 years. I get this. All right, I already know this. What is bad about me? Like, what do I need to chill out on? And that addiction thing hit me in the face. I mean, I knew it was kind of like that. I used to say I had an addictive personality, but I never really had it in print that was like, listen, you need to stop right now or you're going to die. Yes. So that was the, I was more interested in that. And I wasn't offended. I know some people get offended, but I was like, look, this is me. And no, don't put anyone in a box. It's not, it's not exactly you. You do branch off and you do have a little bit of each, but when you see it and you're like, wow, this is so me. I think just be open to the fact that you're not going to hear amazing news. You're going to hear something that's like, oh my gosh, I need to make changes. Yeah. You knew that you'll, you're going to know that that was, um, a side of you that you probably don't love. Yes. And you're, you're going to say, wow, that makes a lot of sense. So how can I work on that? Yes. Like wait, I'm not perfect. I'm sorry. I, I didn't, I thought that I was, but this mm -hmm. is telling me that I have things I need to work on. Yeah. Being a perfectionist, you do think that? Yeah, Chris is like, I don't even, this This makes perfect sense. I'm a perfectionist. I already, I'm good yeah. with this. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. I do it better. That's, so I had to give that up, you know, like as being a one. Okay, so no one can cook in my house. No one does the laundry. No one cleans. I do all of that because I can do it better than everybody else. Get out of the way. So I had to learn to let go. If somebody wants to cook, I have to say, this is delicious. And it was great. You know, yes. if someone wants to do my laundry for me or fold my laundry, I have to say, thank you so much. 
And it's okay if you hold the towels like me. I'm just going to take a deep breath. Yes. (laughs) Remember, Chrissy needs to clean her shutters. So just let her clean her shutters, okay? I do. So you guys can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but we do have coffee cups. And we both have, I have an Enneagram one, and it actually says on it, want to organize something with me this weekend? (laughs) And that's me. Okay. That's you. That's so you. And of course, mine says I am the party. And I love it so much. But also I look at it. I'm like, oh God, be careful. Be careful of the party. (laughs) Be careful. So it's just amazing how much you'll resonate with it. And bonus, it helps you with your relationships. Like I was, as soon as I knew that my husband was a one, I was like, I accept you. I accept the fact that you have to make the bed with so much tuck that my feet can't even fit in it. And it takes you 75 hours to hang a picture. I accept you for Mm -hmm. your perfectionism. Thank you for being like that. And just, I allow it in without being like, oh, he's like this. I have to just be patient. It was like a door opened and there were no more little stupid arguments about it. Cause I was like, oh, he's a one. I got it. It really, really helps our relationships. So for me, I think the the biggest relationship it helped was I made my daughter take the test and I found out that she's a one exactly like me. And so for any of you who have kids who can take the test and understand and read and all that stuff, I highly recommend it because the way that I raise her now, the way that I talk to her, the way that I approach things with her is almost crazy because we're the same person, but I didn't, there would be times, okay, ones hate to be interrupted. We absolutely hate it. You have to let us finish a thought before we, before you can speak, because we will forget that thought. Like that thought's coming through our head, like 500 miles an hour and we have to get it all out. I wasn't doing that with her. I would, she would talk and talk and talk and she, and I would interrupt her and I'd, I'd ask her something and she would get so mad. And then I realized she's a one. So I have Mm. to talk to her and wait patiently. Yep. When you figure out what numbers your kids are, if you have an eight, God bless you. Um, (laughs) But there's ways to handle that eight. Yeah. There's ways to know. Look it up. Once once you know their number, be like, okay, how do I handle this situation with them? Oh, let's just look it up. So they want this out of this. Okay. They have different values than I do. Okay. Yes. Work with it. Yes. Work with it. My daughter, um, especially buying gifts for her. Um, you know, she's buying gifts for all the different Enneagram numbers mean different things. Like for a one, you could buy my daughter a journal or like something like to document things. And she's like the happiest person in the whole world. (laughs) So happy. File folders with some colored tabs, highlighters. She's like into it. Cause like, I love that stuff too. Cause I'm a one and we like all that organization. So you have, I I buy gifts for people based on their number. I know things that they're going to love. Activities activities, um, places you grow, you go, things you do together. Yes. How do you handle their stress when they are getting rid of their stress, the things that your, your response to their stress, you know, like, do you want me to help you? Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to fix this? Do you want like an ear? Like whatever it is, it's like, it's all in there. The two books we read, I think that make the most difference. And there's several, but the road back to you was our original one. And then you have the Enneagram made simple. There's also a relationship one, an Enneagram relationship and an Enneagram coworker. So you can work better with people. 
Yes. Working. Oh my goodness. Uh, the Enneagram is just so amazing all around for yeah. work, for personal life, for your kids. Um, and also when you're watching TV, you're going to Enneagram all the actors. It just <laughs> happens. You'll be like, Kevin Bacon's a seven. I know. Yes. <laughs> you're like on uh, the blacklist. You're like James Spader. He's an eight. I can pick out all the eights. For sure. For sure. <laughs> It, you do. And then you'll get people into it. Like at first your husband or whatever, your wife, they might hate you for a minute, just a minute. And then they're slowly, they'll be like, Is, do you think she's a one? Do you think that, that she's a two? <laughs> oh, my husband's totally into it. My daughter's into it. We Enneagram everybody and yeah. everything. Absolutely. I mean, it helps with extended family, your mother, your mother-in-law, like whatever. Like if you've got issues with someone, just see, just like see see what it brings to you. I mean, we're not joking about this. This is like for real. Okay. You know, and with work and stuff, like if you're in sales or you're say a business leader and you know, you have to work with a two or three or a four, it's like, you know, you'll know your achievers, you know, which one have commitment, commitment issues, you know, which one's going to mess up, you know, mess around if there's like, it's It's hard. It's hard when you start to get to really know the numbers and you're working with those people. So I love, I like, um, probably sevens are, I connect the best with sevens. I feel really like bubbly and happy when I get to work with a one, but let me just tell you what happens when ones work together. So someone does the work, the other one fixes that work. Then it comes back and this one fixes that work again. So true. They're never happy because they're perfectioning over each other. (laughs) That's a good point. So when there are two of the same numbers, tread lightly just tread lightly. Like you tend to dull your light a little bit when there's another of your same number in the same room. So be very, very careful and be careful in relationships as well. So if you end up doing this and you're the same, you just got to know, you got to know when to pull different things out because you will have to know. Yes. Because I don't know if I can make it if I was married to a one, I'd be like, you're not doing it right. And then I would do it. And then the other one would come right behind me and like move it over six inches. Yes. And I would just be like, this relationship is not working. I actually don't think that they're attracted to each other. I, I think, think so that I really do feel like they're spread out where the different people marry different numbers. Yes. I feel like they wouldn't even really be attracted. Like our yes. friendship, we vibed together because of our numbers. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. So I don't think you have to worry too, too much, but if you take this and you find it out, get in deep and really learn because this is going to help you shape your habits. This is going to help you shape your community. Who you hang out with is important. This is going to help you with your relationship with your family. And you can find out more stuff about you. And when you learn more about you, you're helping all the people around you. Everyone. You're going to help so many people, even so much on yourself, but you're going to help yeah. so many people if you learn the Enneagram and you really understand people's personalities. Yeah. And it's fun. It's really fun. And it infiltrates all areas. It's not just about learning. It's about growing. It's about thriving and like making the best of it. And, and if you feel like you may change, like if you go through a transformative journey and you were not that person seven years ago at the end, take it again and see who you've become because you may change. Maybe you don't want to be that person. It's always going to be ingrained in you. I do believe, even if you aren't, it's going to be a wing doesn't matter. But if it's not helping you and you're like, I want to be this different person and I'm, I want to bust out of my shell. There are ways that you can adopt those, those habits to, yeah. to create that for you. Here's our biggest tip though. When you take this Enneagram test, take this Enneagram test, honestly, and truthfully on who you actually are, not who you want to be. 
because you're not going to get the right number. Yes. If you answer this test in the sense of who you want to be, how would you answer this question? If you wanted to be a different person, you have to answer it honestly. Yes. Yeah. Be true to yourself. Don't cheat on this test. <laughs> yeah. No cheating. <laughs> so this is why we are Enneagram nerds. This is why, because it is so helpful and you'll see yourself if you don't, that's cool. It's not your thing. I get it, but I think that you will enjoy it. And I hope that you do because it has been so helpful for us. So helpful. We've been talking about the Enneagram for like two years and we still talk about it every day and it makes us laugh. Oh my gosh. She'll be like, I met somebody, you know, like I just did Reiki on somebody. I'm like, okay, what number was he? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me, don't tell me anything until you tell me what number. I don't even ask what they look like anymore. I'm like, okay, so is he, a, is he a three? Is he a six? What is that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know who's going to do their homework. Who's not going to do their homework. Who's never yeah. going to come back. Who's going to complain about right. something. Who is going to love it. I know all of the numbers. So I'm happy with everybody. So as soon as you meet Chrissy, you'll just know she's looking you up and down. She's sizing you up going, all right, I think I know what Enneagram you are. <laughs> And it's totally okay. You're really not supposed to do that. Just so that you know, you're not supposed to, but you can't help yourself. You cannot help yourself. You literally cannot. And sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm not spot on, but I'm usually close in number. So I'm usually like, if it's, if someone's a six, they would turn out to be like a seven or five. Yes. They would be in the range. I was close. Right. right. Yeah. And we accept all numbers, zero judgment. We oh, love dear. all y'all. I, I love, love your good. All. I love your bad. Listen, just accept it. Okay. Work on yourself. And this is a great way to start. Yeah. I get excited when people take the test. I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, you're a five. Let me tell you, let me tell you all about what you are. Okay. It's so <laughs> exciting. I get so passionate about it. <laughs> like it's like when we get our test results in, like, can you just tell me your test results? Yes. <laughs> I love all the numbers. And this has gone into like corporate enterprises. I mean, yes. you know, companies like Deloitte have training and stuff. And there's like actually Enneagram trainers that can come in and help people work together. I mean, it's serious business. So mm -hmm. good stuff. It's not just us nerds. No. So start your year all right. Learn about yourself. That's right. So go take the test. Yes. Take and the test. It's all we'll try to drop time. it in the show notes if we can remember. But honestly, Google it. You'll find it. And you'll love it. So, mm -hmm. all yeah. right. We are Enneagram seven and one out. Uh, we will see you next time. You can find me on Instagram at CBC Inked. And you can find me on Instagram, CHR1SSY underscore Rice, R-I-C-E. Thank you. Bye. Bye.